the Mel Gedroich podcast. Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we're going to be talking about GB walks. Good old walks in the GB countryside. Solo holidays. Mmm, good thing or bad thing. And what did you collect as a child? If you like the sound of that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat. Oh, yes. And also, oh, great songs thrown in for good measure. Isn't summer going rather quickly? Don't say it. Don't say it. I'm clinging on. I'm clinging, <laughs> seriously. I love that thing about summer where um, you go out in the evening and uh, just as the sun is going down, uh-huh. there's that sort of lovely glow. That yeah. summer, lovely late August glow on things. Everything's slightly orangey. But for me, as it goes further on, I feel like I'm getting more towards my kind of season in terms of what I wear. September, October time, that's more me. You're good for clothes in September, yeah. aren't you? Not kind of a summer. I don't know about you. What's your... Tense. No, I have very, very little in my wardrobe for summer. I have one pair of shorts, uh, one T-shirt dress, and um, a sort of flimsy pair of, I'd like to call them harem pants. That's pretty much all I have. <laughs> that's your capsule wardrobe. It's my capsule. And I did buy this summer, I got caught short in Brighton, it was so blooming hot the other day and I was wearing thick mom jeans and I thought, I can't bear this. Went into a little uh, vintage shop and I bought a an 80s jumpsuit Wow, that looks quite Thatcherite. Really? Which is a bit worrying. So just in terms of trying to work out and decipher girls' clothing descriptions, what is a jumpsuit? A jumpsuit is an all-in-one. Think Judith Han presenting Tomorrow's World in the mid-80s. <laughs> yeah, you got that? Has it got long sleeves or short sleeves? It can have either or. Really? This particular jumpsuit has shoulder pads and it's navy blue with sort of pearl buttons. Wow. And I have been told that if I were to get a rather large handbag to go with, the full fatch look would be complete. Do you reckon the Thatcher look will ever come back in 100%, do you reckon? Has it ever gone away? That's a very, very good point. Because <laughs> I was talking to my other half about the whole jumpsuit thing the other day, and there was a thing in a magazine two weekends ago with jumpsuits for men. No. Imagine that. Imagine a day out with me, maybe holding hands in the park, and I'm wearing a play suit. <laughs> oh. With camo. A camo play suit. My pasty legs bared for all to see in a local park. I, I, I can't... <laughs> I think producer Louis has been sick. I can't see the male form really being able to tackle the, that. I think tackles the problem, isn't it? I, do you know what I'm saying? No. Do, do we know someone who wears a, a male play suit? I don't know anyone, but they, they are a thing now. They're out there. I mean, back in, the, back in the day, uh, Nick Kershaw used to wear a jumpsuit, and boy, did he wear one well. Did he? But never with short legs. I mean, short <laughs> legs of the trouser. <laughs> Oh, no, Bush. Please tell me you're not thinking of getting one. I just, what I might do after the show today, just have a little look online, just price them up. I'm, I'm not feeling it. It's, it's not a good look, is it? Ooh. But I think I could pull that off. Oh, Bush, please. I, I've got faith in my legs. I reckon I could, I could, it would be all right. Don't get me wrong, you've got a super pair of pins. Thank you very much. They're, and they're quite sort of yogified now, aren't they? Yeah, I've been working on them a little bit. Yeah, the calf definition is good. <laughs> There's a lean, mean quality to them. And we're doing palace to palace soon, so I need to be on bang on form for that. Right, what are we going to wear for that? Play suits. Oh. You wear your play suit, I wear my play suit. Maybe we're on a tandem bike, who knows. But what an amazing outfit. There'll be a head turner on the day. <laughs> on... 
Mate, really? <laughs> yeah. I think they'll ride badly on the cycle. You reckon it'll ride up quite It'll a... ride up, yeah. You don't want to wear a play suit on a bike. You'll, you'll be in all sorts of trouble. I'll have finished the race, but my voice will have gone up to an octave, that yeah, kind of thing. They'll be bunching and riding, not <laughs> not of a good nature. But we must we must think about the training for the Palace to Palace. We're gonna be of course be doing Buck Powell, Buckingham Palace, to uh, Windsor Castle. Yeah. Beginning of October. I want I do want an eye catching outfit for this. All the best uh, Tour yeah. de France teams have got they have really bright lycra and stuff like that. I think you and I need some kind of, some really striking outfit. We, yeah, you're absolutely right. We also need to discuss things like when you do a long cycle ride, it's about 45 miles. Wow. Um, do you pad the shorts that you wear mm-hmm. or do you pad the saddle that you sit on? That's a very good point, isn't this it? This comes up in a lot of cyclists' forums. Well, I want to put an order in still with your friend. Is it your sister or your friend that pads her own pants? That's my sister. That is an amazing. If she could make one of those for me bespoke, that would be the best thing ever. Listen, it's mid to end August. We've got till the beginning of October. She can knock us both up a pair of her bespoke padded pants. Ask her from me. If I send her over the play suit, would she add the padding? Wilco! <laughs> Question canister. Come All on, the man. questions from our office in one Come canister. Come along, me bushy. Here we go. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That right. is his moniker. Come along. Come on. Mel, the question for you is as follows. Yes, my love. Hit me. Uh, did you collect anything as a child? Uh, I collected Blue Peter annuals and memorabilia and anything relating to Blue Peter. Wow. Do you ever have a Blue Peter badge? Uh, I've got one now. Have you? Yeah, I got oh. one actually really recently because I went to do a little um, interview on Blue Peter. Yeah. And uh, I was amazed just for doing that. I got a ruddy badge and I have it pinned onto my sponge bag. Oh, that's lovely. I'd always wanted a Blue Peter badge. Did you ever send in for a competition or to, to try and get one? Did a bit of drawing for that. Also tried to get on the gallery a couple of times oh, with Take Heart oh, me to too. no avail. Do you know what I did? This is absolutely true. I was 14 yeah. and I thought, right, I know how to get on the gallery. I did a picture and I put Mel Gedroich age seven. <gasps> Unbelievable. So you like lied about your age to get on the gallery. Didn't get on. Really? I did. It was a tracing of Toy Wilcox and then I did a felt tippy edge around it. It was terrible. Damn. So even half your age pretending you never got on it. Didn't get on. What did you send in? I just, Quite arty stuff, probably. He was just, yeah, I can't even remember what I drew now. Pointillist, something like that. I think it was a picture of C-3PO, actually. Oh, yeah, I drew a picture of C-3PO. Was it? Yeah. Sort of slight metallic or just... There was a metallic thing going on there, yeah. yeah. Again, never got on. Wasted. Oh, Bush. Never mind. That's a super milky cappuccino you've made me, Bush. Thanks very much for that. Pleasure. That's oiled me broadcasting nodules very, very nicely. Thank you for that. Oh, oh, brisk. Oh. Saturday afternoon. Hope you're enjoying your weekend so far. You know what that music means. Yeah, it's time now for the Ledger of Legends. Oh, the Ledger's getting quite well, sort of, quite well used now. It's well thumbed, isn't it? It really does. It looks like a wizard's notebook. Blooming well does. Now, listen, this is, of course, our large book. We put something in every week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something that we feel just doesn't really get shouted about that much. Yeah, we're giving things the credit they deserve, the small things in life that never really get a mention. Do you know what what I want to put in today? This is what I'm nominating today for The Ledge. It's a good GB walk. Yeah. It's a walk in our fair isles. 
It's yeah. nothing fancy. I'm not talking about, oh, you get those pair of ski sticks and a special pair of, you know, budgie hammocks and you get out for <laughs> 20 hours. I'm not talking that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm talking about just a good walk for an hour. Yeah, just like a pair of shorts, some Kendall mint cake, and oh. just see where the wind takes you. Yeah. Do you know what? I, in London, a couple of days ago, had an hour's walk around Hyde Park. That put me to rights. I love Hyde Park. <sighs> so Bradley Wiggins and his friends, that's where they, when he was a kid, that's where he used to cycle around Hyde Park all the time. Oh, is it? So it's a beautiful place for walking, cycling, whatever. Rollerblading. Rollerblading. Blooming pedaloing. Yes. So nice. All those different things. I had such a nice walk. Mm. I like as well sometimes if you don't know the area, just having a wander and seeing whether you can actually navigate properly. Exactly. And explore. A city walk is just as good. Totally. Just literally out your front door, wherever it is you live, be it Stockport, be it Bristol, be it, you know, Ghent. Yes, be it Ghent. (laughs) If you're living abroad in Ghent um, for a while. Don't let that stop you. You get out and walk as well. You've got just as much right to walk if you live in Ghent as you have someone in Stockport. Don't let them tell you any otherwise. Bush, what day is it, really? Today is World Potato Day, everybody. World Potato Day. Lomo, our producer, has just given a big old cheer at that. Very happy about it. Yeah. Here's three amazing facts about potatoes you might not have known. Come on. In 1995, the potato became the first vegetable to be grown in space when seeds were germinated on the space shuttle Columbia. Ooh, is that Tim Peake? Did he do that? He might have been involved. How amazing. Space spuds. So with no earth? Yeah, they just germinated it. Blimey. That's all right, isn't it? In a plastic bag or something? Yeah. Doesn't space, space never never, um, ceases to underwhelm me. You always think they're going to be brilliant aliens. No, it's just bacteria. Can it be doing stuff in space? Just growing potatoes in a carrier bag. But, but Bush, I'm dumbfounded. I'm really sorry. It hasn't lived up to expectations. I think it's an extraordinary thing to grow a potato in space. Is that what it's come to, though? We we landed on the moon in the 1960s. Did they think then, back then, Armstrong and that lot, that you know, 30, 40 years on, we'd just be growing potatoes in bags? But 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 it might prove that there's life on Mars. But all we're at, at the moment, Mel, is just a potato in a bag. But that's a start. No, we're just a few paces off chips. That's all we're at. <laughs> oh, Bush. Fact number two is about the Incas. The Incas in South America were the first people to cultivate the potato as long ago as 200 BC. Wow. Some of that. Uh, fact number three, the world's biggest potato. How many kilograms do you reckon oh, the world's biggest potato is? Lordy. Have a little guess. Four kilograms. Hey, you're not far off. 3.76 kilograms. Oh, I've done that awful thing where I've guessed over, so I've slightly undercut your story. No, no, no. You, you've, you've not guessed too far over, so you haven't taken the wind from my sails, but I, I think you've, you've almost did. got it bang on, which I like. I like that. Just one thing, uh, while we're on the subject of potatoes, you know when they grow the little sort of gnarly um, spike, almost like a, a man with a hairy wart on his face or a lady? You yeah. know, those weird warty things. Do you eat those? No. What Cut you them mean? out. I get, definitely get rid of them. Cut them out. Do you, uh, do you eat them? I just wondered if they were good for you. Well, it's still part of the normal potato, isn't it? But yeah. I find them a little bit kind of like... Bleh. Yeah, OK. All right. No, that's good to know. I just wanted to check. <laughs> oh, saucy chatter going on underneath that track. Uh, listen, it's Mel G here on Magic with the Mighty Bush. Um, Bush, you know, I have to ask this. It's, it's my prerogative and it's my duty How's your week been? Mel, thank you for asking. My week has been mainly holiday-focused. In that I've been thinking about holidays a lot. Yeah. And everyone's got holidays booked, which is great, which yeah. is fine. And it's lovely to spend yeah. time with the family, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. But do you ever mm-hmm. ask yourself that taboo question? Oh. 
would it be okay to have a holiday on your own? I have a secret craving that I could never bring up in a family environment because that'd be terrible. But I do always wonder sometimes, because I see people have holidays on their own. You know when you go to like a resort and you think, oh, that woman or that fella's on his own? No, mate. But they can do what they want. They they can watch telly when they want. They can just sleep for ages when they want. Who's going to put the sun cream on your lower back, which is very hard to reach? That is a very good point, actually. Who are you going to slightly nag at? (laughs) Who are you going to moan at? Who are you going to moan at and nag at? Who are you going to get cross with and not talk to for a bit of the day? You can't do that with yourself. I know. Who's going to go off and get you the ice cream when you're by the pool? Yeah. And frankly, you can't be bothered. Bush, no. I can't. No. I couldn't do that sort of holiday on my own. I maybe could get a rucksack and go off slightly interrail. No, I couldn't interrail on my own. You couldn't interrail on your own? I'd be really? really scared. See, I like the kind of joy, a potential joy of discovery that you might get if you were on your own a little bit. What do you mean, Bush? Oh, you just can just go and do what you want. You know what I mean? You can just do what you want. Because when you've got families and stuff, you have to pre-plan, don't you? Like, make sure. The amount of kit I have to bring for my daughter is unbelievable. But what if I just went rogue? What if I had one weekend a year where I booked myself into a hotel, swanned around in a kimono like Howard Hughes and just watched telly and ordered room service? What about that? This is becoming a bit like, what's that film with Robert Redford, The the, the Indecent Disclosure? What's it called? Indecent Proposal. Indecent Proposal. (laughs) It's got a whiff of that. It's got a whiff of sort of, oh, let's just take myself out of my life for for two days and pretend it never happened, Bush. Now, come on, Mel. There's nothing wrong with just dreaming. Is there nothing wrong with dreaming? I don't mind. I'm not averse to a work mini break. Yeah. So if, you know, sometimes I do have to work away from home. Uh And I, there's listen, there's nothing I love better than a little hotel one night away mini break you know where you can sort of not have to make your bed yes I do like that hammock and chips on your own in the bar facing out one of the windows having a pint of like flat lager or something now Bush we need to discuss this I'm look is everything look imagine you're on the couch yeah yeah, it's a black leather couch you're just reclining you're taking your shoes off Uh, nothing else has come off that was last week yeah no commando Uh, that's all fine you're gently lying there, the eyes are half closed. Um, is there anything you need to talk about? I feel like I might not have put that across particularly well earlier on about wanting to go on holiday. I don't want to go on holiday on my own. And I just I just feel like sometimes I feel tempted to like have a, let's call it like a latter-day Elvis weekend. Okay, where you, you've got, you have a, a weekend away where you just do whatever you want. No, not at the weekend. That's sad. Eat pizza, but just leave the box on the floor. Watch telly, but also download a film on the laptop at the same time. <laughs> but you're the person that everyone else is watching saying, oh, look at that poor bloke. It's really? a weekend and he's on his own. I know, but deep down, I know that I'm having a cracking time. And I'll resume all my normal family uh, obligations and duties Monday morning. I'll, I'll mix in with the crowds as they head towards all the different workplaces and no one will know any different than what I was doing 48 hours ago. I've got to confess something. <laughs> when I'm on a mini break, a work mini break, say I'm out of town, yeah. let's say Manchester, Glasgow, whatever, for Ghent, the night. Ghent, somewhere Ghent like that. Yeah. Could, could easily be Ghent. And I've come down for breakfast in the morning. Yeah. I pretend to talk to people on the phone so that I don't look as if I've got no friends. Oh. I pretend to talk to people. I, don't, I, I could just dial a friend's number and actually speak to them. I should do that. But no, I actually pretend to talk to people because I just can't bear to think that people feel sorry for me. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel really bad now. I That's feel... needy. You, you see, you actually have shown a certain amount of resilience and inner strength. Or maybe just no self-awareness whatsoever. One of the, one of the two. I'm saying no. To the holidays. I thought you'd be 100% with me in this particular venture. 
So, Andy Bush's solo breaks, that's, that's what I'm going to uh, set my little business up as. I think if you're going away to do something, you know, like mates who go off to do a painting holiday or okay. a writing holiday or a yoga holiday, whatever, a sort of retreat, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But to go to a jolly resort on your own, no bush. Look, no. If, if you're on holiday in the next few months and you see a slightly overweight chap with glasses bombing, ducking, diving in the swimming pool, causing the disturbance, it's just me. I'm having a whale of a time on my own. Just leave me to it. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is a great, great question. Oh, I could talk about this literally for two hours. Bush, which Muppet do you most align with personally? Oh, I love the Muppets. I'm going to have to go for Beaker. Do you know, Bush... I was going to say that there's something quite beakerish about you. Yeah, well, let me just get it out there now before you guys have to wade in. Is... I do look a bit beaker-like, don't I? But you, you're a very, you're a, you're, a, you know, you're a fine figure of a man. Thank you, Mel. And you are a very, very. Sorry, I'm just doing up the canister. A little bit OCD. A little bit OCD. Have to do that immediately. It's quite a few turns, that, isn't it? Quite a few turns. Um, you are the good-looking version of Beaker. Thank you very much. I'll take that as a compliment. I love the pen, the, these like pencil heads, glasses, weird upturned mouth, and the white coat. I love his relationship with Bunsen Honeydew. He's awesome. The scientist. I love Beaker and Bunsen. What about you then? Who do you most align yourself with? The Muppet I most adore. I don't know if I align myself personally with him, but the one I absolutely adore is Sam the Eagle. Yeah, I love that guy. <gasps> He's so cool. Ah, oh, the, the sort of pale blue, feathery, heavy, heavy set eyebrows. Yeah. Always absolutely livid about the fact that, you know, it, it's a cultural desert yeah. on the show that he is supposed to be part of. Yeah. I absolutely adore Sam the Eagle. I'd forgotten about him. I didn't realise how good he was. He's like him an animal. Was oh, the, other one the, the animal's great. The eagle is very rarely appears, actually. No, you never see him, do which, you? It, which makes it all the better because it's a real treat whenever he appears. Well, there you go. I'm Beaker, you're the eagle. I, I, you see, I don't think I am the eagle, but I love the eagle. Who do you think you might be then? Piggy, probably. <laughs> Just a right show off, really annoying and constantly throwing my weight about. Now, listen up. Yes, I'm about to pull my deer stalker out of my bag. It gives me uh, it gives me strength for tell Mel. Yes, you can ask me anything. Commence. Hi Mel, it's Louise. Now my partner keeps accusing me of being a heretic for having water with my breakfast porridge. Am I? I'm so sorry, Louise. I didn't quite understand what your partner was calling you. Heretic? Do you mean heretic, my dear? i.e. a form of person like a, a, a somebody that was thought to be a, a non-believer or a witch, something like that. The stress goes on the second E, not the first. A, a, a heretic, no, it goes on the first, not the second. Heretic, not heretic. You've got me all confused now, I can't even give you any advice. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Billy. First thing in the morning, tea or coffee? Tea, Billy, tea, Billy, tea, tea, tea. That's all I'm saying. Two teas. Absolutely marvellous. Then follow up. After about an hour with a light coffee, a milky coffee. But it's all about the tea when you first wake up. Next, please. Hi, Mel. My name's Charlotte. My mum and I always have the same argument. She thinks that 80s fashion is the best, and I think it was definitely the 90s. Please settle this for us. I can't even remember the 90s, Charlotte. I was such a party-goer. I would say always the 80s. A cinched-in Judith Hand waist with a large, beshoulder-padded top, thus creating the <laughs> beautiful V-shape. 
into the waist. Always 80s. Lots of pleats. The peg trouser. The winkle picker. The rah-rah skirt. 90s was just baggy. Silly, silly, baggy, ravey. Ooh-ah, ooh-ah. Horrid, horrid, horrid. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We love it when you listen. Hear more gubbins, nonsense and stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.